Hello and welcome to the week in review. It's another week, um, ra- rather slow week, but um, we're here either way. I'm joined by uh, Luke Perry. Luke, you've been you've been gone for a few weeks. How, how you been? Yes, I've been fine. I've been, of course, being busy being a white collar slave. It's been all fun and games. Uh, the, the heat wave come and gone, and um, yes, it's been a very slow news week, but. Because this is a weekly show, come hell or high water, we need something to talk about. But I think we've got a, a fairly interesting and um, horrifically unlooked topic to gaze upon. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that in a bit. But uh, prior to that, I think the, the 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 people are calling Luke. The people are calling out to us, and and uh, through through the white noise, I can hear two words, and they are weather report. How's the weather? <laughs> yeah, well, um, the weather as I say, has cooled down from. Um, the, the scorch, yeah. scorcher of last week. It's just been, you know, a mild, humid summer climate, really. Sun's been out. Sometimes the cloud has been to give our skin and flesh a breather. But it's it's been a typical British summer, you know? You see, it, it's getting towards the kind of weather that I like, which is sort of late summer, early early autumn weather, where it's sort of, yeah. it's, it's still nice, it's still pleasant to look at, but it's it's comfortable. You can, you can wear trousers and not regret doing so. Because, um... The the you me and a few of the, few other Bournemouth guys um, met up in London over the weekend and um, it was just unbearably hot and 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 you were the only one wearing shorts and the rest of us rest of us wore our long trousers and we we perhaps regretted it but also not because I no. morally against shorts. I mean, for, for my modesty, I'm very I'm, I'm very thankful for that because that was that was a hot day, yeah. To spend it all, all, all the time drinking and all the human heat compacting the capital. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I'm not, I'm not wearing trousers. Yes, yes. Not, not when the not when the map is this like blood red turquoise color the BBC are showing me. No, never. And then, uh, for, fortunately, now you and I are back in the provinces, back where it's slightly, uh, slightly cooler, less congested, less people, and, and it's better. But um, we'll um, we'll we'll move along to the the topic and um it's something that's sort of been in the news recently but but people aren't discussing the core issue and it's it's something to do with the um a few events that have sort of coalesced around a set of um policies enacted by our uh, powers that be um and that is uh certain curbs on farming particularly fertilizer um we've seen protests erupt um initially in the netherlands and then uh, spread throughout europe as the uh, Dutch government attempts to um, cut down on nitrogen um, fertilizers, which obviously you know um, make food grow, um, what are your initial thoughts on this process, and and uh, where do we go from here? Well, my um, understanding of this issue is that um, the, uh, the the regime that the WEF to various Western governments around the globe in their pocket, be it Trudeau, the Netherlands, and Sri Lanka, and um, well, about to be here, have been using climate change or the global emergency or red weather maps, whatever, as a false pretext for basically centralising food control, which has been the objective of any single wannabe totalitarian regime on the planet. And of course, they've done it by saying that um, fertilisers, which mainly used to grow crops to feed uh, cattle, which, you know, produce all these awful methane farts, and they're saying that that's dangerous. And if we're going to get this net zero carbon world to save the planet and our lives, we'll have to um, get rid of some farms, as the Dutch Prime Minister blatantly put it. He, he said on record 
not all farms will survive. Mm. Now, of course, the farmers have not been happy about this. There have been riots, but unfortunately, you cannot bend a government that is so ideologically gripped. And of course, the, ma the madness has spread to um, that uh, free land above the United States known as Canada. And the same thing is happening. And it's the closing down of independent, potentially definitely resistant farms, all come back together under the control of the WEF's allies, be it Bill Gates, who's now the, owns the most farmland in America by millions and millions of acres. Mm. And of course, they what they wish to do with it is they are technocrats at their very core. They um believe in all these silly Dr. Strangelove medical experiments. They believe they're gods upon this earth and they wish to just mould food into this synthetic plastic material that's factory grown that can be just grown without the presence of sunlight or water. And of course, the, the, the end goal is certainly to um, make the people addicted to it, make them grow weak. And don't call me conspiracy theorists because KFC and McDonald's do that already. So, well, I mean, the the I think the, the most alarming thing, and 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 there's a few things to unpack there. I mean, the first and the most alarming thing is that you know, yes, the 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 trend is heading towards um, essential services and, and and items being completely centralised. And when essentials are centralised, they can be denied. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot with 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 money supply. You know, um, as it becomes increasingly held in fewer and fewer hands, we're seeing certain dissidents who you know hold particularly spicy views being denied banking. Um, mm. You know, this doesn't seem to be much different. Where it's getting to the point now where everything is being centralised within this blob that isn't just the state, although the state is obviously is the the the, the part of it that it's an enforcer, really. Yes, yes. But also the the state seems to be quite important part of it ostensibly because given the illusion of democracy it's the one that seems to have the most moral purchase which again um, i think you and i will both inherently deny that 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 morality to it but um yeah i mean when the when these essential provisions essentially are rationed by the state and you are an, an open critic of said state you can be denied service um Obviously, you know, it's sort of slightly worn out and tired to compare it to China's uh, social credit score. But I mean, that that does seem to be the gold standard here where you have, you know, dissidents or people who fall foul of, you know, regulation X, Y, Z can be denied vital services. Um, the, the, the second part to consider is that the, um, the focus is on reducing nitrogen output. Um, it should be stated that nitrogen is a majority of air. Mm. Um, so, I mean, yes. it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's a slightly dubious, um, attempt to curtail something that is so inherent within the atmosphere that it is a majority of breathable air. Yeah, a, you may have forgotten your GCSEs, um, pie charts about the Earth's atmosphere now. Well, it was 10 years ago, so yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, it was. But, um, yeah, nitrogen. I think e even before life e even existed was a substantial part of, of Earth's atmosphere. I mean, I, I think I'm horribly wrong on that point, but it, it remains the point. Why is nitrogen such a big thing when it has dwarfed it? In that it has, carbon dioxide just looks like a miniature figure standing next to it. Hmm. Carbon dioxide is about, what was it, 15, 20%? Nitrogen is easily quadruple that. 
without even blinking. O- oxygen, which we breathe and necessary to sustain life, is about 10%, mm. 15%. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and, and this almost feels like a like a almost like a mobster pat down a mobster sort of you know racketeering of farmers who you know if you if you really think about it are probably one of the most important castes in society i mean you will uh, you know um you and i may spend the rest of our lives only ever occasionally interacting with say the police officer or the paramedic or the taxman or the postman but every single day of our lives past present and future we will interact with the fruits of farmers' labor. It is, you know, it's simp- quite simply the food that we eat is thanks to these people. And they do it through a, a very modest intent. You know, there is no grandiose plan to why a farmer awakes at the crack of dawn to sow the fields or you know, to pick yeah. fruit from the trees. There is no grandiose plan to that. It is simply they do that because they're a farmer. Um, yeah. And then when that becomes centralized in the hands of people who not only have very grandiose plans but those plans are very sinister um and very cynical that's when you know something as mundane as um food production and farming becomes an issue of real vital importance to anyone who is a dissident because ultimately it is the 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 source of life is now in the hands of your enemies yeah and i think part of the weapon is not just denial to its open opponents it's uh, as well just 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 to weaken the populace i, I mean think about this when the ground beef ground beef eventually goes extinction is replaced by all this you know, chemical beyond me it's not just going to be full of all these additives because just so that the food actually stays together at the atomic level it's so that it's addicting as well so that it, it can make a higher profit line and if a regime that controls through not open oppression, but through vice and through well, just through vice, really, it, all it will need to do is just get people hooked. And that's it. We were discussing a broken world beforehand. And that's exactly the, the manual handbook that they are using. That's why Klaus Schwab can openly say uh, you'll have no property, you'll have no privacy and you'll be happy. Because people are do have this false sense of happiness in this state, mm. in this in this very very unreal world where all their survival needs are met with the drop of a hat. It, it's 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 a very bizarre thing to witness that you know because I mean, yeah, granted the the the, the groundwork of this was has, been, has pretty been being laid down for decades, at least decades before we were born. But um, it didn't it wasn't always this out in the open. And you know, as someone who um, as a sort of teenager, kind of, kind of cut their teeth reading more serious works on dystopian fiction. Um, it's very bizarre to see a lot of those um, themes and trends actually kind of come to life. You know, um, yes, you, we mentioned Orwell and Huxley prior prior to this, and you can see sort of snippets in each. You know, the complete control of information being Orwellian, the um, the use of vice to keep the population in check, or at least to keep them um, numb to the point where they take visceral pleasure from their sub um from their subjugation um from huxley or um you know the 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 rampant censorship of ray bradbury or even you know in this case um there's a make room make room by harry harrison which um formed the basis for the movie soil and green which was sort of carries a similar thing where you know it's um 
you have uh, a future where you have all these contrived narratives around over, over overcrowding and, and overpopulation, which may be true of, of urban areas, but in the grand scheme of, of the earth, it's it's a complete fib. You know, you could, as I was saying before, you could fit every man, woman, child in the country, in the world, sorry, in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. But um, through that contrived um, narrative around overpopulation, um, sort of synthetic food was produced and it, it ended up being, you know, sort of human meat, um, which, you know, is still at this, at this point still still speculative, but it's it's it's, it's quite an interesting um, thing to observe. I mean, and, and, and I I'm still grappling with whether or not it's happening or if I'm just seeing trends that aren't necessarily there because I, you know, read those books at quite an impressionable age. Well, thank you, Matt. You may have read those books and they would have formed a part of you that there's no avoiding that. We, um, we are the, the expression of what we have consumed and lived through. But when Bill Gates, an open friend of um, Klaus Schwab and Jeffrey Epstein, when he suddenly decides that he's going to buy up all this farmland, and become the uh, the, the, the farmer, well, the farmer, the person with the most land in, in the United States and probably the world has ever seen. And this is happening at the same time when the Dutch and now the Canadians themselves, uh, the governments are trying to centralize food production and just trying to, I mean, they're, they're, not, they're not even playing soft anymore, that they're, they're going for the hammer immediately mm. and they're hammering the independent farming into the ground. They're not, it's it's actually strange to see how a regime that played on soft power for so long suddenly changed at the flick of a switch. They're not handing out you know compensation to farmers. They're not training them in other industries. They're just saying no, farms shut down. Well, you are a danger. It's it's you it's, are the it's, enemy. It's different in the UK because one thing again that hasn't really been brought up very often is that the UK has a policy where farmers can sell their farm for hundred thousand pounds and retire. Yeah. Um, they was they can take a, a hundred grand payout, which in this day will probably get you through two or three years. Um, yeah, and and um, I mean, if if you want to see where this is going, look at Sri Lanka. I mean, Sri Lanka completely completely banned those fertilizers, um, yeah. which their economy completely relied on, and it went from being a very very rapidly developing nation to one that has now collapsed you know the the government banned the sale of fuel outside of limited um incidences and then you know the 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 fear of the people was was felt you know and, and now the, the prime minister's uh fled yeah he, he fled in the yacht and that, that'll be our future whilst um you know you you poor serfs are you know starving on your um synthetic burgers I think I think Bill Gates and Justin Trudeau will be tucking into a nice quality steak, well, grown only in a, a secret grassland in I, I don't know North Dakota. Well, I mean that's 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 at the core of it is the people who tell you not to have a family have families. People tell you not to eat meat. Yeah. Eat meat. You know, I mean, you know, um, Bill Gates is. Yeah. You, you, you may have been joking there, but Bill Gates is is known to be you know a rampant consumer of beef burgers. He loves them. Um, mm. he's nearly every day he, he'll fly across the country to get to get one um it's the same thing with you know people like uh, mark zuckerberg who um ha has made his intent very clear to to merge the interpersonal nature of life with technology irreversibly through the metaverse doesn't let his own children use a smart use smartphones and doesn't let them use facebook um because these people you know they it's the same as the politi politicians who you know enabled mass immigration live in all white gated communities because they are not only completely detached from reality but they're so contemptuous of 
the plebeian that they will leave them to deal with the the fallout of their own policy while there is while they are intimated. Yeah. It also shows that, um, particularly with, with the Zuckerberg case, they know the consequences of what they are doing. So yeah, they have two things. Either they're very, very stupid and thinking that, oh no, it's, this is all fine. I, I'll ignore my own eyes. Or they're doing it for vindictive purposes. And we all know what, what option that is. I mean, that, that's, that's now become, for me at least, the only rational, um, the only rational uh, conclusion of, the, of thinking about this. Because, you know, again, if these people are so openly hypocritical when it comes to practicing what they preach and they detach themselves in some cases by thousands of miles of you know of untamed land from the consequences of their actions and the, and you know and and the way that they speak about the the, the dissidents who you know called them out who rise up and there's no other conclusion than that this is this is you know this is a a purposeful pro, uh, process oh yeah they, they have sinister motives and that's just it and that's where our source of you mentioned that the false of democracy that's when the liberal paradigm collapses isn't it well it depends because i mean you know what are we going to see we're we going to see collapse or crisis because they're two different things collapse mm. yes collapse is complete regime loss of control that is complete because that that is sri lanka but crisis i mean covid was a was a crisis in quotes i mean you know and that was from day one, it was used to further certain ends. You know, crisis is a very effective tool of the regime. It and it basically it puts the populace in a state of fear, where you know compare it to drowning in a body of water, and suddenly a hand comes through the 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 the, the um through the water and grabs your wrist. You're going to hold on to it because you know you're drowning, right? That's that in essence is what a crisis is in the regime era. It is you know it is a contrived um breakdown of order in which more power can be it's like you know people who um tank their own stock and then buy it when it's low um yeah that's a crisis a collapse is just yeah it's a complete capitulation of power it's complete loss yeah. of the narrative and it it, it depends and I, I, know, I know this is just semantic but i think semantics are important with this sort of thing you know we do have to ask is this a is this a, a collapse that is burgeoning or is it just like everything else we've seen over the last couple of years mm -hmm. is it a, is it a contrived measure by in which more power can be can be carved yeah i, I don't think this well as how manufactured is i mean that the government didn't the government of the netherlands didn't think oh no we've got an emergency on our hands let's seize the farms i just thought okay seize the farms okay we need an emergency or justify it that's how it works so it's definitely a crisis in that regard but i, I would also say that um the when you command a crisis, you throw such a big stick of dynamite and no one is invincible. Mm. And how you can, I like, what I think is you can judge how far raging is collapsed by how far, how much he's willing to go to use hard power in the short term. If they generate a crisis and need the uh, force of a thousand claps of thunder, then it's um, more telling than when, if they just lock down and no one resists. Mm -hmm. It, it, it should be stated that um, Mark uh, Rutte, I don't know how you pronounce it, but R-U-T-T-E, who is the uh, Prime Minister of the Netherlands, was um, indicated, um, sorry, implicated, uh, I believe last year, um, when several emails between himself and Klaus Schwab were leaked, in which he, um, in which the two sort of thanked each other and, and vaguely discussed progressing uh, some sort of, you know, 
I mean, I'm going to say the catchphrase, but great reset. Um, mm -hmm. This is someone who is not only captured by ideology, but also is completely corrupted morally. Um, someone who, you know, um, should really inspire nothing but contempt. But um, obviously, you know, we, we, we um, this regime is sort of, you know, it, it's 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 uh, it's flanked from all sides by a by a sort of a ministry of truth of fact checkers who will tell you no, no, don't don't believe your eyes, you know, don't believe your eyes and ears that they, they, they lie to you. Oh yeah, but uh, as I said, how uh, what strength do these fact checkers have? I mean, we we, we know what's going on at, at this point. It's only an intimidation tool. It's only saying, okay, the powers that be say this, but whether you think it's true or not is irrelevant. This is the overture here if you stray outside of it you, you you'll lose your career that's that that's what it's saying it's a message to the enemy to say this is the official line take it or leave it mm -hmm. which, which, which is what the media has become which is why there's no actual i mean you know what's gone on in the last couple of years should be a, a once in a generation political scandal and the press should have been at the forefront of that it's just you know evidence more that um the idea of the separation of powers, at least in at least in a, in a in a British sense, where you know the 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 press and the judiciary keep the power to to account, is just a complete myth. Um, mm. You know, um, and and one thing that I um, I read recently, which was an absolutely fantastic article on the academic agents uh, Substack, was about. Um, uh, kayfabe, which is which is a, is a is a is a term in wrestling to describe the suspension of disbelief that goes into wrestling. You know, it's why you believe that you know uh, the good guy is good and the bad guy is bad. You know, um, and through that lens, you learn that really nothing is as is is what it seems. You know, even the supposed right. You know, even you know, um, you know, any sort of Tory MP who who sort of plays the base card is just you know. Is just um, the the assigned bad guy in the wrestling match, but the good guy, but the good guy in quotes, i.e., in this case, the liberal left will always win. Um, if you if you look at you know uh, he he points out in the, in the article um, the rivalry between uh, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant as um, was you know those two were lifelong friends, um, yeah. and Vince McMahon who you know who booked the whole rivalry behind the scenes is a lifelong friend of theirs so you know you have the good guy the bad guy and the sort of the independent judiciary in this case the press they're all friends they're all lifelong yeah. friends they come from the same schools they drink in the same bars they go to the same islington dinner parties you know there's absolutely no chance that any power will be seriously questioned here because again you have a situation where the good guys the bad guys and the neutral guys are all in reality on the same team yeah and they're pointing a finger and laughing at it that's, that's what it is. Uh, I mean, um, well, Bournemouth's next cover, I mean, not to turn my own horn because I wrote it. It, it. It's all about this, the, the circus that's going on at the moment between um, some Liberal Democrat uh, woman-tinted and some uh, Liberal Democrat brown-tinted. That's it. That that's that, that that's what it is. I mean that the BBC and the Daily Mail and the Express can run all these, you know, cover-to-cover -cover pieces. And it doesn't make a damn bit difference to your life. The same outcome is going to happen at the end, just as the same outcome would happen if Keir Starmer was in power with uh, his Greens, uh, the SNP, Liberal Democrats, and probably the UUP and Sinn Féin for good measure. That's it. Mm. it it's Perfect. just to distract you, to make sure that you are looking at this, you are fretting over things 
doing not matter that are already planned in advance. The same person's going to win because they are the same person. Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak are identical. Yeah. And uh, but so you're not looking at what's happening in Holland. I mean, you're no, not looking at people's lands and livelihoods that they've probably had for generations seized from them overnight by a very overwhelmingly brutal police force. I mean, not, not only is it there to distract you, it's also there to placate your revolutionary sentiment because you believe not, not actually by you. I'm, I'm referring to sort of the the, the 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 mass public rather than people like you and I who are sort of wise to it or in wrestling parlance we're smarts. Um, the 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 mass who do authentically believe that every five years they get to have a say in how their country is run um that process is so vital to the regime which is why you know any dissident camp is is painted as being a threat to our democracy because democracy yeah. essentially it's their hall pass yeah well democracy is in the end just a totalitarian space isn't it democracy for democracy for democracy yeah, it, it's 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 a Tarantino state with a you know a, a change of clothes in its duffel bag. Yeah, yeah. and and rules more by sleight of hand, and that's, that's what we're seeing now. And it, the uh, when you you know vote, when you watch a party political debate broadcast on BBC, when you read this article in I don't know whatever legacy media rag you take your fancy to, it's it is just to corrupt your energy. In a way, because you do have all this built-up persona inside of you to achieve a better world. But so long as you are looking at this piece of manufactured information, and you are putting your energy into I don't know campaigning, canvassing, liking posts on Facebook, whatever, that keeps you engaged, and it sort of gives you this this false sense that you are making a change. Sorry, but you're not. You were never meant to. There we go. There we go, and and you know, and um, to 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 bring it back full circle, um, this is um, a really a real bellwether moment because um, same same as it were with, with the truckers. If um, these protests fail, then um, a, a, a very dark path lays ahead. One in which you know it is not beyond the realms of reason that if you are listening to this and you agree with what we say and you say similar things publicly you may face um some very trying times ahead but um i do believe there is always hope and i do believe that this thing simply cannot continue for much longer it is collapsing under the weight of its own contradictions it's just a matter of when and a matter of if when the, it's a matter of when that day comes how much irreversible damage is done but i will Leave us on, on a white pill, Luke, and I, I, I employ you to do the same, which is that we will win one day. We, we may not see it, but one day we will win, and um, it will be held in the mass consciousness that we did not stand by and do nothing while this happened to us. No, and, and I shall leave with a white pill moment as well. Whilst we stand firm, the uh, the enemy is collapsing all around us now. I like to use the analogy of, of a star's life. Now, the star, of course, begins as this swirling ball of gas floating in the darkness of the cosmos. It collates all together, and then under, under the pressure of its own might, nuclear fusion begins, and that's what enlarges the star and gives it its brightness. It exists for millions upon millions of years as the, the yellow star is so stable, it's casually burning through all its hydrogen. Then eventually it runs out of hydrogen. We consider this as an analogy for legitimacy or analogy for power. It's been shocked by these shock events. And then it sort of runs out of reason to live. 
And so it starts burning heavier elements, such as iron and nickel, and then it swells to a red giant. This is where we are at the moment. It is in its omnipotently brutal and controlling state. It admits that it is your enemy and it desperately wants to be. It has no pretense of using the sleight of hand anymore. But although this, we are in its most menacing point, and if you look on a linear version of history, which you shouldn't, you can only see Dartmouth's head, but what comes after the, the red giants is the supernova. It collapses under its own weight. It's run out of power completely and eventually explodes, it explodes and it dissolves. And that's where we're about to reach. Yes, just get out of the way. Get out of the way and then- Get out of the way of the falling towers we've said before. Get out of the way of the falling tower and then when the dust settles, it'll be a new world for us all. Yes. There we go. I think we'll leave it there. Um, that, that was good because you and I so often get into really bleak territory and it's, it's, it's nice to know that um, for the listeners that we are, despite our sort of, um, I wouldn't even say pessimistic, but just hyper-realist view of, of what's happening in the world, we are still, there is still a, a, a streak of optimism in, in, in how we see things. Yeah. Well, we, we again view things... Uh... As I, I don't know how many of us are Christian or religious, but we do see things beyond the physical realm and beyond our own lifetimes. Oh, yeah. And beyond what we see on the TV screen. Mm-hmm. And I implore you listening to do the same thing. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a lovely weekend. Stay optimistic, and we'll see you again next week. Cheers.